<laughs> so uh, we covered actually a couple of tropes on that last one I was going to go into. Um, I had um, speed walking killers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of kind of went into there. Um, I think, yeah, nothing beats Halloween and Friday 13th in that regards. They are definitely the speed walkers. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I mean... Uh, just going into it just yeah the no drugs no sex no booze mm. all e- they're all equal like i mean they all die equally horrible deaths at the hands of like and i i feel like jason was like the non-discriminatory character right like he didn't care you were in a wheelchair you died yeah oh you're 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 a black character i don't care you don't make it to the end oh oh yeah you're the nice guy no i don't care you're dead yeah. like you're the nice girl no you're dead like he just did not care you're in his space you're in his arena yeah you're gonna die you but know? imitate his mom <laughs> oh shit no you know? serious mommy issues for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> and uh probably probably my second favorite final girl was the one portrayed in, in number two um, yeah because she got out there with her smarts yeah, she was like, "Come, Jason, it's mommy." Yeah, 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 I'm mommy. Yeah, it's your mother talking. Listen to your mother. And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so Norman Bates. This is awesome." <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't Marion Chambers just do that? Like, well, obviously, she had no background. Yeah. she had no, no like history of Camp Crystal Lake being Camp Blood, right? But right. Like the Bates, there was no history of Bates Hotel being like, oh yeah, no, Norman Bates was just a nice guy, mm-hmm. just a little weird, yeah, hanging out in his hotel, you know, fighting with his mom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Friday Thirteen was kind of was kind of the flip to Psycho. In in Psycho, it was the dead mother and the and the and the crazy son, and Friday Thirteenth, it's mm-hmm. it's the crazy mom and the supposedly dead son yeah exactly like yeah like it didn't matter yeah yeah for sure um (laughs) then there's the uh the uh the the tripping factor (laughs) oh (laughs) that that one makes me out i'm like uh, or running upstairs like why did you run like i've never been in a situation where i've been freaked out so much that i've tripped or uh, or or run up the stairs but Mm -hmm. I'm sure in a panic when you're just thinking I need to get away, the the stairs seems like a better option than the door. But you know, yeah, that's just yeah. The, and, and then you think about it with uh, with the uh, not Nightmare on Elm Street, but uh, definitely with Halloween, where she's she goes up the stairs to like the, the upstairs and the rooms in the dark, and I'm like, no, he knows that you're up there. He is like no what did you and i'm like yeah no (laughs) very hard to keep quiet upstairs and not hear something from downstairs i don't know how anyone didn't hear him because they really visited that in friday the 13th where like you heard a creak and you're like who's there yeah but michael myers definitely i'm like how did he walk so lightly in such (laughs) heavy boots and breathing so heavily in the mask where he's like (sighs) yeah you know you're like how did they not hear him? Yeah. You know, but I mean, Lori heard him when he started breathing and she was like, Oh my God. Yeah. That's when he was like intensely trying to kill her. Like right. where he was like, I have my target. 
I am going to just throw my full onslaught of like energy and emotion and strength into this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I guess the trip is just so the killer can catch up quicker because it, it happens often. It happens now. If, now, if I see it, it's just, yeah, have to groan because it's like uh, this. This is a trope I wish would go away. But it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, Just wear better footwear and watch where you're going. (laughs) I I have been chased before. I have been chased by bullies. I have been chased by green keepers off of golf course. (laughs) And never once have I ever tripped or, you know, look back and stop my full gate run. It's like if you're being chased, you run. You keep running. You keep running. You keep running. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You don't. No, no, <laughs> no, exactly. Well, I mean, I think it like also like we grew up in the age of like the zombie film, so you just kept running, mm-hmm. and you didn't stop running, you know, too. Like, I that always bothered me about zombie films too. I'm like, just keep running, keep driving, keep just going, like, yeah. don't stop, keep moving. Like, they can't get you as soon as you stop and stand still, that's when they get you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just when you think it's all over, there they are, they're mm-hmm. just. You know, and you can hear them coming. It's not like they're quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Um, but yeah, I tripping, just stop. Movie makers, stop with the tripping. We no yeah, one, please. think of a more imaginative way for the the killer to catch up to him because tripping yeah, is no. lazy. And like or also like, you know, like I get it when you're when you're running and you're breathing heavily and everything. You know what? Like run far enough that like once you're tired enough to stop and chill, like, and catch your breath, like, you know, it's not like the killer caught up to you, like, yeah. uh, so quickly, but, you know. Yeah. With those films, like, it's always, like, the person sitting there going, <laughs> and then, like, Jason pops up, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know? and they only ran, like, you know, 50 yards. So you're yeah. really out of shape. <laughs> um, you think for young teenagers that are smoking weed and like partying and drinking, they could run a lot further, you know? <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> have that have kind the of endurance to, If you have the endurance to party, you have the endurance to run, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. No excuses, kids. Cardio. <laughs> Cardio is very bad. <laughs> <A> zombie land. <laughs> Cardio. <laughs> Thank you, Zombieland, yeah. for that one. I was like, oh, you were right. No, you were totally right. <laughs> um, do you have uh, anything you want to throw in? Well, I, I mean, we can sort of throw into um, the family in peril sort of trauma-like situation right. that, like, that we were sort of introduced to in Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, Nancy and her character and how her family is sort of in that sort of cross, like that cross section of life. Her parents are getting divorced and all this horrible stuff is happening around her and she's sort of strengthened by it. Right. In a sense, like she's just very resourceful for a teenager. Like she knows mechanics. She reads a lot. She's like, she's very aware. She was, uh, at the end of uh, the first movie, she was totally Kevin McAllister in that house. She was. And it was, it was brilliant. I was like, you watch her set it all up and you're like, yeah, 
Uh-huh. She's setting up a booby trap. This is smart. Like, I mean, the whole the whole time we're taking this journey with her, she figures out fairly quickly that if she she grabs onto a piece of him, she can bring him out. Like, yeah, you know, when she grabs his hat, his hat, she's like, yes. And you're like, the hat wasn't with her, and like immediately what like you know the hat wasn't with her when she was in that bed at first like it where did it come from you know yeah and she's smart enough to realize if she wakes herself up you know nothing bad's gonna happen to her like she very early on burns her arm on that hot boiler pipe right to wake herself up from the dream so she knows that if she wakes herself up she can get out like she's she's fairly she picks up fairly quickly like she's the one that's like Something's going on here. And all the adults are like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And she's like, she's, she's like, no, something really bad's happening. And you guys are just pretending like nothing bad is happening, you know? Which is a trope in itself. Like not, mm-hmm. not believing the, the young, the kids or the teens. Yeah, exactly. Very true. You know, just her dad going like okay whatever he's a freaking sheriff and like two kids have died on his watch two three kids die on his watch and they don't they don't know what's going on yeah. like they can't figure it out like what the heck's going on here Under like, very unusual circumstances yeah very very unusual circumstances yeah. and oh gosh and yeah they're and toward the end where she's even when they revisit that scene in New Nightmare where she's like, Dad, it's Freddy Krueger. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get him, okay? And he's like, Okay, whatever, honey, kind of thing. And he <laughs> clicks the phone. I'm like, my dad, if my dad had I, I was like, Dad, something's going on here. Like my parents were very like very oh key, like keenly aware something was going on. Right. You know, they 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 wasn't putting anything past them because they were ten steps ahead of me and my siblings. But yeah, like if I said to my dad, "Hey, dad, something bad's happening," he would have been like, "Okay, honey, I believe you. Like, um, we'll get the guy." Kind of situation. You know? Yeah, like it, he, <laughs> distrust so, of the. It's either distrust of the parents or just trying to sweep it under the rug. I mean, they want to protect their kids. But they don't listen to their kids, which is a very. <laughs> oh yeah, they and I mean they revisit it in the 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 remake, but you know yeah like where they're just not paying attention to the kids, they're not listening to them, and there's something clearly bad happening. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of tease it in Freddy's Dead in the uh, sixth film, okay, where he where where it's his daughter. Right. I, and, I saw that and, in theater. I always I saw it once, so my, my memory's kind of hazy on it. Yeah, so where she sort of, like, I mean, the only guy that really realizes something's going on here is Yefat Kodo, who studies meditation and, and, and the whole bit, and he's very keenly aware that something weird's happening. And then, you know, then his daughter clues in, and she's got repressed memories and the whole bit, but... Yeah, the the they go when they go back to the town with the kid when they're trying to revisit like jog his memory and all that stuff mm-hmm. where they have like no kids are left in in um in spring Springwood I think it's Springwood right yeah that's the town Springwood like there are no kids left they've all died off I'm like how could they kill off all the kids in the town and like not realize like after like twenty or so deaths that something <laughs> weird's going on here guys like yeah there's a 
there's definitely a um a step from reality and uh yeah i remember it not being my favorite nightmare um it was was, um it it was like i think it was it was the height of him being super cheesy at that point he was no longer a scary figure he was more so a comedic relief type situation and i'm sure england was probably uh probably like leaning into it but i know that it probably wasn't his favorite situation to be in where it's like it's a joke because i know when they revisited with nightmare where the light he was sort of like kind of like over the whole comedy aspect of this role like i want it to be scarier darker like and i think craven even like when they because it was a different like i think there were different directors from four on yes oh up I, until new nightmare it was from two on Cra- craven stopped at number one as far as director. was he I, I believe so no i think he did the third one i think he did came he back for back the third. third yeah because i think the second one was so far off from from the story and everything that like they brought him back and he's like okay i'll come back and i'll reintroduce nancy and it'll be good and it'll be creepy but you know and then they, they were like Oh, the third one was so successful. Let's carry it on from four on, and 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 then Craven was like, "Okay, I gotta put a stop to this. This is this is just madness, you know. Like, they're killing off like the essential like character that I've created, and so many people sort of love and and are terrified of. That when he came back to Nightmare, he brought back the creepier, more sinister, more calculating." Freddy Krueger yeah. that we sort of loved from the first yeah two to three films you know yeah but yeah that like for some for me like I have the entire series watching every movie like I'd say one three and seven are my favorite from that whole series for sure yeah I would like, I would agree with you on that yeah I, I picked up the blu-ray collection uh just read mm-hmm. I'm starting to slowly go go through them now yeah, I just uh, yeah one three and seven. I mean, first is the best, obviously, because it just it's it. I don't think there's a better story to be told. Yeah, and I mean the third one. I think the third one they were like, okay, let's see what happened with Nancy. Like, did she overcome her struggle? Did she become successful? Like they revisited that storyline where yeah, she she sort of figures out how to be. Like she was strong to begin with, but where she was like, you know, it did affect me, but I grew from that right. situation. Yeah. You know, but, and seven. Yeah. Again, like I think because they just revisit the whole Nancy storyline because I, it, it's much more of a compelling storyline than the rest of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, other than six, I don't think it went so fully off the rails, like by 13 dead. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that they tried to that they brought in a new um, protagonist in I think her name was Alice too. Yeah, uh, number four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And but at that point, yeah, Freddie was bigger than any character you could bring in, and he was just cartoony at that point. And it was there was still some fun aspects to it, but then they leaned heavily into the dream warriors things. Oh, every kid now can be a superhero in their own dreams and every kid yeah. can be lucid in their own dreams, which isn't an easy thing to do. 
to, no, to realize and how, you're in how they like yeah exactly like how how they did with the Kristen's character i believe her name was Kristen mm-hmm. in the third movie played by um uh oh. what's her name oh my gosh <laughs> um this was her first role wasn't it yeah it was uh oh gosh our cat patricia, patricia our cat yes of the famous hollywood arquettes yeah so <laughs> but uh he she she definitely like with that whole idea that she has that power to bring people into her dreams i was like okay that's a kind of a cool concept but yeah, yeah. then they got really cheesy where they were like every kid has a superpower and it's a shitty superpower and they're <laughs> gonna die anyways because we shouldn't focus on these side characters because they've all been picked off one by one yeah and i think uh i think the height of that whole like okay we're probably gonna take it to the comedy aspect was um where the girl's sitting in the room watching the tv and she's watching Zsa Zsa Gabor and <sighs> she's on she's on the uh on the interview show yeah and it's like Zsa. who gives a fuck what you think kind of thing like and and he turns into Freddy, and then he pops out of the TV, and he's like, "You're on prime time, bitch." Yeah. And you're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, that's." I think that's where they were like, "Okay, we're gonna take it to the comedy aspect," but it was still like, it was still very sinister. Yeah, very, it was. Like, I I don't think it was it, it was quite the cheesiness of later films. Uh, I, one of the most memorable kills was smashing <laughs> with the, the, her head into the TV. I I, I thought that's still. I still remember that one. I think also the puppet one where he oh my god, yeah, that was that was memorable too. Like that was, I think that's in my uh, top ten as well for horror kills because he just where he's like just marionettes him over to the edge and (laughs) just like cuts the strings and (laughs) falls to his death, and you're like, oh snap, (laughs) like that, (laughs) you know, like. yeah, like that, that. That was still sinister, Freddy. At that point, where you're like, "Oh, he doesn't care. He's going to kill them off one by one, and he's going to do it in ways that are inventive and sinister, and and like you didn't possibly see coming." And you're like, "Oh, that's that's clever." Like, yeah. But and then with all the the stories, like, "Oh, you're the last of the night," like the the Elm Street kids kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where I was like, "You thought that that would be the end," like. They're the last of them. Yeah. Situation. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, they could have ended it at three, but you know. Not while the franchise is making off. money. <laughs> Not while they're rolling in the big bucks. But yeah, it's it's very true. Um, it, it's a very interesting. Um, it, I still I still think the third one cinematically is is still very compa- compelling in terms of storytelling in terms of camera and and special effects yeah it, it's still a very good um good film it still holds up till today like i i mean and also lauren i think that was one of lauren's fish fishburn's first roles was it not oh i told you. i think it was like I think he was that uh, was one of his first like he was the orderly in the third one. Oh my gosh oh yeah I oh vaguely remember him in it now. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't Fishburne be surprised. Was, yeah, yeah. If you if you go to revisit it, he's uh, he's the orderly that he's like yeah. Like when the girls watching the TV, and he's like he's like, she's like just five more minutes, man. He's <laughs> like okay, but it's not my neck, you know. Kind of <laughs> situation. It's like 
it's not on me if you get caught and you're like oh okay yeah sure and then <laughs> she dies and I feel bad for his character because he's like he's one of the few that's like something's going on man. Right. something weird's going on here but yeah. I'm just like the orderly so what are they gonna they're not gonna take me seriously situation uh, it, but it's so fun think, seeing all these big name actors getting their starts in, in horror films well I think that's the place to start really it's like if you're if you're either um I mean, our generation was very much like if you were on a sitcom or you were in a soap opera or, mm-hmm. you know, TV was where, like, TV definitely has been a launching point now for a lot of big names. And I think, and, and in horror too. So, like, if you saw them in a horror film, they definitely were going to be big names later on, you know? Like, I mean, Jamie Lee of course, such a huge career now. Right. You know, but it, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne, I like a few big names came out of that uh, whole, yep. that whole Depp. series. Johnny Depp. Yes. That was his yep. first film. Role. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Kevin Bacon. That was his like first introduction, yep. introducing Kevin Bacon. You know, yeah. like these are such huge. And it was kind of interesting because when they did do nightmare, um Depp was working on something on the lot that they were working on and Craven was too nervous to approach him because becoming so huge because of Edward Scissorhands and stuff like that. Oh, I mean he would have been on 21 Jump Street before. Yeah, so he yeah, I think that was yeah, but when they shot New Nightmare that would have been uh post Edward Scissorhands at that point. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it, they they had a couple of uh cameos from pre like actors from previous films like tuesday night and right and like yeah. and the uh guy from the first movie that gets uh choked out by the uh bed sheet blanket yeah the blanket yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh he apparently like johnny depp was uh filming on the same lot and craven was just too nervous to him because he was becoming such a big name and apparently right. later on depp was like I would have totally jumped on the opportunity to appear, yeah. like just make a small cameo, you know, in the film. Because well, he did appear briefly in Freddy's Dead. Remember, he appeared on the te- te- on the television. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is your brain on drugs, and he gets hit in the the head with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, again, that wasn't Craven approaching; it was somebody else. But that no. that would have still been Twenty One yeah. Jump Street, uh, um, death at that point, you know. But yeah, right. Uh, and I mean, the even with um carrying on to uh, Craven's other great work, which was the Scream franchise, you know. Yes. <laughs> even uh, Kevin yes, Williams, and it launched so many careers. Like you had Courtney Cox, who was also on Friends, and you had David Arquette from the famous Hollywood Arquettes, and yeah. <laughs> you know you had uh, what's her name, uh, Nev Campbell, and Ski Sydney, Sydney yeah. and Jamie Kennedy, and you just think about all the the big name actors now. Like I mean, Skeet Ulrich, and 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 um, yeah, that's right. Oh, um, 
Uh, Shaggy. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> the guy who played Shaggy. Uh, Matthew Lillard, yeah. Matthew Lillard. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh god, that t- a movie to break, like break the boundaries and break the fourth wall. Like I, I still love Scream. I've seen every single one. I went and saw. Well, I didn't go see the first few in theaters, but I would have been not able to watch it with rated R rating, you know. But <laughs> having bet. rewatched them on on space when it was like scary movie night and watching them at my cousin's house and. It, you know, just breaking that fourth wall and becoming very meta in terms of uh, horror movie tropes and filmmaking and Jamie Kennedy going, there's a system, there's a formula, you're bringing the formula. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're right, Randy, you're totally right. They're breaking the formula, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of got a hint of that with mm-hmm. probably a new nightmare. I mean, it kind of broke it the did. fourth wall as well. Uh, and Kevin yes, Williamson was, was on yes. that as well. Uh, we've gotten so many things, yeah. good things out of Kevin Williamson. <laughs> so many good things, uh, including The Creek of Dawson, which I watch religiously. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I watched, I watched a couple of seasons uh, of that, I will say. Of that. I like, can we just get to the point where we're like not doing the Pacey J. Dawson love? triangle that there is like that's driven so i i started <laughs> like i started really rooting for pc towards them like you don't need joey joey is you're so much better than joey you know <laughs> i'll tell you what the only reason i w- even watched two seasons of that was because i was, oh, yeah. a bit well, infatuated was every with joey, every so. boy like <laughs> which, every which boy guy is a girl next door yeah. that's like a tomboy but she's like super cool and i'm like I'm like, yeah. how could Dawson have been so oblivious? I'm sorry. I'm just like, uh, uh, <laughs> Dawson was an idiot. He didn't deserve no one. They should have all just been with, like, they flash forwarded to the future where Jet's still alive and Dawson has his own partner. Joey has her own partner and Pacey has his own partner. Would have been fine. Or, or. Yeah, or my perfect ending for that series would have been they um, they all um, decided to move out of uh, uh, move out of there and um, <laughs> live on Elm Street. And <laughs> so true. <laughs> we have a exactly. very different you know, series well, ending. I'll tell you that. Uh... Sorry, but we had to cut that segment a little bit short. At the time of recording, we had some audio problems. It had become unsynced with each other. So uh, it started to not make sense anymore. <laughs> and we started talking over each other in the recording. But uh, I'd like to thank Mallory for coming on to the show and talking horror tropes with me. Had a really good time with her. And we are going to do another podcast together in January another episode i mean uh i am going to get one more episode up probably before christmas and that is going to be a christmas episode and i'm going to have a few uh guests as well uh, including one returning one and uh that's it i'm gonna wrap it up right now uh you can follow me on my twitter at may violence and i'll see you next time until then have a horrific evening Thank you.
Intro and outro music by Greg Hatton.